Welcome to the Zeal Interestings Podcast, where we discuss an interesting article or link from this week. I'm your host, Chris White. My co-host for this week is Emma Castor. Hello. Today, we're discussing several recently announced closures of boot camps, Dev Boot Camp and the Iron Yard. We'll have a link or two in our show notes to cover some facts about the closures. This topic is very close to my heart because I am actually a boot camp grad as well. I went to Learn Academy in San Diego and... Uh, it's uh, it was a big part of my life. It's how I ended up in the in the uh, development industry to begin with. So I'm sad to see these closures. Yeah, that is very. Um, I feel like it's like the narrowing of some opportunities for different types of people. Can you talk a little bit about like what in your background kind of made you want to join a boot camp and like what you were hoping to get out of it and what you got out of it? Yeah, definitely. So I was a fairly recent college graduate. I studied business and had been working in marketing for a little while, but was kind of frustrated with the job opportunities I was finding. They were not very well paid and they were few and far between. So I felt like I was settling for opportunities uh, just because I needed to pay my rent. Um, And uh, I was living in LA at the time and was hoping to move back to San Diego, which is where I'm from, um, but felt like I needed something to move forward to. Um, so I was looking for jobs as well and not having a lot of success. And then I found a New York Times article about the rise of coding boot camps. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Uh, and my dad is an electrical engineer and has worked with lots of software engineers um, over his career. And uh, I sent him this article and said, what did you think? Or what do you think? And he said, I think that's a great idea. And I totally support you if you want to do this. And so I did. In the span of about three weeks, I discovered boot camps, um, took enough JavaScript on like Code Academy or something to be able to complete their, uh, their coding challenge, like for the application. Um, got into the app or got into the school decided I was going to quit my job, gave notice at my job, moved out of my apartment in LA and moved back to San Diego and then started. <laughs> so. That's fantastic. It was a whirlwind. Yeah, definitely. So what was your experience like being a boot camp student and like how how was it? Was it intense? Was it easy? It was intense, definitely. It was it was long days and it's a long, hard days because you're using your brain. I mean, it was like a full time job. It was like nine to five. We uh, had a really great cohort. So like we all bonded and got really uh, got really friendly. We would like go out for drinks afterwards sometimes just to like vent about like how hard loops were and stuff like that. But uh, it was very, very positive. Yeah. And it seems like not only was it a positive experience for you, but there was also a positive outcome. You joined the apprenticeship program here at Zeal. And that seems like that was a very successful experience. Right. So after graduating, my cohort ended in December. And so that was a little bit tricky because we were all like applying for jobs in our last month and not having any success really, just because it was the end of the year. No one was hiring. But at the start of the year, I started interviewing with Zeal and um, was hired in March or started in March. I was hired a little bit before that. So I was only looking for work for about two and a half months, which was really good. Yeah, I think that that's a great topic to cover. It seems like one of the influencing factors of some of these closures is that gap of boot camp graduation to immediate placement. It seems like some people can navigate that gap. For other people, the duration of that gap can be very severe when you're trying to recreate your career. Right. So deciding to go to a boot camp is a very, like, it's a high risk decision. In my opinion, like the reason I decided to do it is it's lower risk than going back to a four-year university, but it's still 
expensive. It's several months where you're like, you're not only paying to go through several months of training, you're also not making any money at this time. So some people are living off of savings. If they are married or have like familial support, they'll they'll uh, have support from that way. Uh, some people have to take out loans to cover this. I know I'm still paying back my loan from from code school. So it's like it's worth it if you can find a job because the industry is so much better. The entry level pay is much higher and there are more jobs to be had even for junior developers. But it's still risky and there are people who don't get jobs. And you know, I don't know if that's if that's a a failure to get to the point that they need to be to be entry level like suitable or if there's just not opportunities that they're able to come across, like I don't, it's a complicated topic and, and uh, we can't just blame the individual for not being able to find a job. Absolutely. It seems like there are tons of contributing factors to exactly who gets what jobs and. Yeah, definitely. If you were to talk to someone who, who was in, in your shoes this year, like graduating, you know, maybe just graduated this past May, how would you, would you represent a boot camp as a good idea or as a as a risky idea? What's your impression of boot camps today? I mean, over overall, my impression of boot camps is overwhelmingly positive because it got me to where I am today, and I know it's been successful for many people. I mean, like collectively, the United States has graduated some fifty seven thousand boot camp grads since the start in wow. two thousand twelve. Yeah, so there. Um, uh, I want to say there are almost 100 schools in the United States, and they've been operating like since 2012. That number is going to drop now a little bit because we have 15 campuses closing from Iron Yard. Yeah, I was really impressed to see that the Iron Yard has 15 campuses that they're closing. Yeah, and some of them in cities that you know you don't traditionally associate with tech. I saw yeah. Greenville, Charleston, Charlotte, Indianapolis. Even um, as a Hoosier, I was surprised to see uh, you know a full boot camp program running in Indianapolis. Right. Although the the tech scene has grown significantly in Indianapolis, and I mean it's probably not the only boot camp in Indianapolis either. That's probably true. Yeah. But the question is, like, now that these boot camps have started to take off, like, is the market becoming saturated? Some people are saying that these closures are just consolidation of the industry, and it's not an indication that the industry is going away by any means. That's a great point. Uh, there were a few different speculated explanations for, for dev boot camps closure that we saw in these articles. What were some of the other reasons why they wanted to close, do you think? Well, Dev Bootcamp's statement basically said that they were never able to be profitable. And the whole time, like they were working toward profitability. Um, they were bought by Kaplan several years ago. And Kaplan is a large higher education organization for profit. And some people thought that that was going to be a negative for Dev Bootcamp, that they were going to have their curriculum changed and standardized, and it was not going to be a good situation. But Dev Bootcamp really spoke to Kaplan's acquisition saying, no, like, they provided us the funding to keep going like on not a losing idea, but an unprofitable idea. So, uh, you know, so without Kaplan, they may have made this decision faster. Exactly. Yeah. Kaplan bought them time. And in that time, you know, they graduated thousands of, of students. Yeah. And the, even the Iron Yard is owned by Apollo Education, which is the parent of University of Phoenix. So it seems like that's right. It seems like the private education sector was very interested in boot camps. Another part of Dev Bootcamp's statement basically said that they didn't want to compromise quality, um, but they also like, like they could never reconcile quality with 
accessibility to underserved students. So they offer scholarships and they're trying to get, um, you know, new faces in tech, make it a more diverse field. And so some people don't have $13,000 laying around to like go and take time off their job to change careers. Right. Do you have the same teachers teach the same Num- maybe the same number or more students, or do you have the same teachers teach more students at a lower cost, which might expand the access but dilute the quality of the education? Right. Or do you have the same number of teachers teach fewer students or the same number of students at a higher cost? And the difference between a $12,000 boot camp and a $20,000 boot camp could be the difference between someone who doesn't have a lot of means getting right. into that program. Well, not to mention if you're offering a lower quality education to more students, then the market is more saturated. And then you have poor educated people who are trying to get jobs and it it dilutes the value of a boot camp education altogether. Yeah, and it seems like maintaining the reputation of boot camp grads is is something that everyone's concerned with, right? Uh, you, you definitely want absolutely. Uh, you want the impression of junior developers coming into these that they have like worthwhile experience that will help them, you know, get rolling very quickly in a new job. Yeah, there's there's a lot of discussion about whether or not a bootcamp grad is as good as a CS grad. And when I was going through, I remember like the arts teachers were telling us like the actual number of hours you're sitting in a, a classroom, like learning computer science is about the same as what a computer science would be doing over four years. But you don't have four years to get comfortable with the technology, with the philosophies. You don't have the same amount of homework practice time. You don't have like time for all of the, that knowledge to kind of marinate and set and, and uh, fix itself in your long-term memory. So after some experience outside of my boot camp, I am willing to concede that a, a computer science graduate is going to have a larger foundation on which to build. Um, if they're if you're hiring somebody straight out from a four-year degree or a boot camp, like the boot camp grad is not going to be as ex- as comfortable with the technology. Uh, but on the flip side, I've, I've met many undergrad computer science, uh, you know, majors that graduate and don't feel comfortable in their junior positions because they haven't had exposure to the technologies that their companies are using. So right, we're learning like the hot new technologies in boot camps. I mean, um, you know, we're offering people are offering uh, Swift, they're offering React, Rails is like one of the biggest offerings of boot camps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It seems like those practical skills, exposure to those practical skills, is going to give you like a competitive edge versus people that have been taught traditional computer science because those concepts hopefully won't like the concepts of that are present in day-to-day application development at least won't be foreign and i feel like some computer science programs don't really deliver that right not being a computer science major myself so i can't speak super accurately to the experience well not to mention like is the learning that you're going to be getting in a computer science degree going to be valuable or is it going to be the same when you're graduating as when you're starting like most of the tech that you and i work on today like most of the libraries and packages that we use like they didn't exist four years ago Absolutely. Or two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a job posting at one point for looking for like four years of React experience. And I was like, that, not possible. that's actually not possible. <laughs> so it's very funny how quickly things change yeah. and, and how bootcamp grads might be getting this edge up in that they're learning technologies that some companies don't even have the bandwidth yet to adopt. And right. so they could be ahead of the curve in some aspects. Absolutely. So that's an interesting thing. So, so what is... Uh, 
seems like there's this 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 shrinking of of the boot camp market as a whole like what are the consequences of that and what what do you think like where where can we head from here are there other options that are viable well, I think we're seeing that because these things are closing, these schools are closing, um, they're not profitable in the long term. And like they're not quite hitting the mark of where we need junior developers to be. So in my opinion, I think that the the best solution is an intermediate step. And and for me personally, my my own experience, I graduated from a boot camp and then went into a six month apprenticeship where I was training, I was working, I was being paid by my employer, but the expectation was mostly my responsibility was to learn, learn our processes, learn our stack, and get comfortable with the fundamentals. So that was really nice because that took the risk off of me, the student, and put it on the employer because they're now bearing the cost of my education, but it's worked out because I'm still working for them. Yeah, definitely. And I'm a pretty strong proponent of apprenticeship programs from a senior dev perspective. Mentoring is, is a very rewarding thing for me. So being able to get involved and kind of help people learn things is, is just an enjoyable act for me. And I feel like for the employer, you're helping to actually like shape the, the practices and the habits of your junior devs in a way that you might not all senior devs are a great fit for every company. So there's there's risk in having an apprentice and it not working out, but there's also risk in hiring someone from another company and it not working out. So maybe the the risk differential is not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. My advice to people who are just graduating, whether they're able to find an apprenticeship or not, is to look for companies who are interested in investing in them, who want to foster their growth and uh, who care about their their team's learning as well as you know shipping code. Yeah, I feel like from my perspective, companies that only want senior devs, that's a smell, right? That says that only perfect people are, are cool here, mm. which is uh, which is not a company that I would want to work with. No, me either. So, so there's another big front now in entry-level tech, and that is nonprofits. What do you think about those? I think that they're really cool. I've heard about, particularly locally to me in Fort Collins, Colorado, there's a branch of Girl Develop It, which uh, my wife has actually gone to one of those classes and she got a lot out of it and thought it was really interesting. But, you know, it's it's very different than what a, a boot camp is offering. These are these are one-off classes that try to give you some some basic knowledge about different topics and, and they're, they're more like single-day seminars. So it's interesting to see where people can get into these just because they're nonprofits and they're open to everyone. But what they're being offered and what they're learning is is very different than a boot camp. Right. So I, I think that there's a place for that. Going from knowing nothing to going to knowing something is is something. But I'm wondering if if it's not enough to change a person's opportunities. Yeah. One thing that I think I really got from my boot camp experience that I wouldn't have been able to get like taking classes online or uh, participating in a nonprofit like that is an intro to the tech industry. I mean, it's a completely different field. The way people think about hiring, the way people think about learning new technologies, the way businesses interact with each other, it's a little bit different. And so like I had to kind of learn an engineering mindset and what it means to be an engineer in you know a tech company which is not something i would have gotten from from that like there is there is some community around online learners um and i think some groups have been really great about fostering that code newbies is one that comes to mind where they have a very very strong and collaborative online community they're very supportive of one another but i'm not sure how much you can learn about the industry without actually participating in the industry or 
having someone educating you on what it's going to be like when you're looking for a job. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I guess if we were to like take a like an action list for our listeners, um, it would probably be to a if if your company can do it, support apprenticeship programs, you know, support nonprofits that are seeking to educate people, and I think that finding ways to pull people into the industry is uh, is something that I I feel passionate about. It's not something that I've been able to to implement much, so I, I'm definitely interested in action items. When when things like this happen, it's kind of there's that that subtitle that you know this is sad. Less people have opportunity now, but I feel like it's also an opportunity to like look at what can be done. How can people be pulled into the industry more? And and it solves a real problem. We definitely need more software developers in our world. Yeah, I think some of the answer is finding a way to make apprenticeships a continuation of boot camps, like to to continue that learning and to like mitigate the the cost of the students learning. Yeah, definitely. There's got, yeah, there's got to be some way, you know, if you're maybe allowing employers or getting employers to sponsor a student going through a boot camp or something like that. Yeah, you have these, the interesting thing of like, are scholarships 100% effective because if someone has to find a way to pay for a boot camp, are they more invested? Or does the scholarship just like work and, and people become invested because they, they, they're passionate and they, they want to do it? So I think that, that that's an excellent option. And it, and it gives uh, companies spend lots of money trying to find talent. And so it's not like they're not spending the money right. already, right? Yeah. It would be kind of interesting to see like a recruiting firm or something that deals exclusively with matching employers and uh, students of like boot camps or something like that. Finding those employees that they're then going to train to stay with their company as junior developers. That might be kind of an interesting experiment. Sounds like a future podcast guest idea. We're gonna have to pivot. Definitely. Definitely. Well, cool. Uh I'm glad we were able to cover this topic. Is there anything that you wanted to pull into this topic before we wrap up? I mean, coded schools are very near and dear to my heart. And I know like I'm looking at all of the comments from Dev Bootcamp grads and Iron Yard grads uh, on the announcements that they'll both be closing. And it's just overwhelmingly positive. Everyone's like, thank you, Iron Yard, for changing my life. Like, thank you, Dev Bootcamp, for creating a community where I could transition into a better career. And um, I definitely feel that way about my, my code school. And I'm so grateful to the fact that like this industry exists. So I want to do what I can to keep it around because I want to pay it forward. But I don't know how to do that yet. So yes, we'll have to have a recap episode when we come up with all the solutions. Definitely. Yes. Uh, well, thank you everyone for listening. If you want to hear more interestings, please sign up for our newsletter at codingzeal.com slash interestings or follow us on Twitter at codingzeal. Thank you so much.